0: We are live. This is Justin with Justin Answer. And you know, if you know me, you know that I am obsessed with fulfilling my human potential and helping you to maximize your human potential. So on that note, um, my illustrious guest who is here with me today, Joffrey Fullerton, is the founder of the Hotel Sales Institute. And he's also someone who is passionate about not only maximizing his own human potential physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, he's also someone who has helped leverage so many industries, not just hotels, but also sales, um, the travel industry, the transportation industry, so many companies. I mean, one company that I can think of off the top of my head is Sandals. They're huge. If you don't know them, I don't know if you've been under a rock. So he if he can transform, the whole atmosphere and culture of a staff. If he can lift their morale, if he can really make a difference to them, then he can make a difference to you. Whether you are in tourism or not, you should really be paying attention and hanging on every word that he says because this gentleman knows what he's talking about when it comes to human potential, when it comes to sales, when it comes to revenues. And do you know what? That'll apply for your household as well as your business. So Joffrey... Welcome from Jamaica. (laughs) I love having you here and I love seeing your face.
1: Great, Justin, thank you so much, Rad. I've been looking forward to this since we decided to do this interview. So I'm really glad to be on here. And I I know that between the two of us will provide a tremendous amount of value for uh, all your listeners and viewers here today too. So looking forward to it.
0: Well, that's the plan, that's the idea. I'm just going to monitor here for any comments that I have. So I'm going to turn off the volume and just monitor that. And so if you have any comments or questions for Joffrey as you're watching this, then please, by all means, go ahead and post them in the comments in the live feed if you're on my Facebook page, The Justin Dunn. If you're in the Business of Living Facebook group, I may not see it. So you might want to head out and watch it. I don't know how it works exactly, but whatever it is, ask those questions away and we'll confront just uh, Joffrey with them. So, but I have my own questions that I ask everybody. So Joffrey, what's been your biggest challenge in business and have you overcome it? Well, great uh,
1: question because I think for me, right off the bat, the biggest challenge that I've had in business is a consistency of letting people know how I can help. And so in the business world, we'd call that marketing and promotion, right? And uh, it kind of reminds me of a funny story because um, in, the, in junior high school and high school, I only played basketball, um, let's see, one year. I played other sports, but I played basketball only one year because I didn't really enjoy it. Because I ran faster than I could dribble. And so you can imagine the inherent problems with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> and one of the things that I've, that I've had challenges within business is the aspect of making it consistent, the dribbling, right? The constant dribbling. So, marketing was a challenge. And so, some of the ways how I've overcome it is actually, I realized one of the things that I do and enjoy doing and seem to have an impact on people to the point where they carry on the message is speaking in public and so i learned years ago after doing some analysis of what i was doing and how our how our business was developing and how we were generating our revenue and i realized that when i stand in front of a group that's the right group and i speak just speak from the heart about things that i believe um, people reach and carry on a message and that's been my ultimate solution to the challenges of consistency in marketing
0: Fantastic, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Again, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. They could be a baker. They can relate to the fact that we need to get our message out there. Um, I mean, just in the town that I live in here in, in England, there's been, before before the pandemic, there's been bakeries that have shut down. Yeah. You know, they're worried about how, do they, how does this bakery compete with like the cheap bread at Tesco, you know, the supermarket. So how do they get the message out? Now, if Correct. they don't have a message, If they're just there nickel and diming their public and trying to make cheap crap, then good, they should go out of business. There's no, nobody has a right to, you know, be a baker, but they have a right to give some excellent service and bake some wonderful bread and have people consume that. So if they have a, let's say, if they have a message, then what you're saying here is as long as that's your mastery and it's your authenticity, there's nothing to fear about. Get yourself out there and speak in front of people And that's powerful because I'm just thinking in my little town, bakery over there shut down, Mm -hmm. not even a block away, there was a weekly uh, business group that met for free. And if that person would just came there and declaim their passion for the bread that they make and ask everyone to help them and spread the word about the amazing bread that they can get there, you know, there'd be 30 to 50 people there each time. So that true. might have saved the bakery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so true because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is when you look at it, is that when you hold yourself in, right, when you restrain yourself from communicating, right, you'll tend to get smaller. So if you think of that as a business, if you're not in the process of communicating as frequently and often as possible, then the amount of business you have, even the potential to create, is going to be lessened. And, um, you know, it's it's and and I think that, you know, like right now, a lot of companies similar thing happened in 2007, 2008, used the situation in the world as their reason why they they had to close up shop, etc. But the writing was already on the wall for many companies. This was just the last death rattle for those, right? And, and I think it really comes back to the aspect of being willing to communicate, willing to share your message, willing to share how you bring value to um, the people that you want to serve.
0: Yeah, and I think, but there's another lesson there because I think a lot of people watching, you know, might be like, oh, I'm, I'm shy, I can't speak, for me. you know, they can't speak, it, right? But we're not asking you to become an orator. We're not asking you to compete with Churchill. We're just asking you to be authentic, be yourself, tell your story, nothing more than that. So if there's one person or 20 people watching, just don't worry about it. Because if you're, of course, if you're lying or trying to conjure up some fabricated speech that, you know, or memorize something, maybe you don't have a good, doesn't matter. Just go up there and be your nervous self and everyone will support you. Uh, especially locally. And I think that to me is a powerful message because a lot of business people will say, I'm too shy. I'm too shy to do that kind of thing, to speak in front of people. Well, do you wanna, I mean, my question is, do you want the business to survive? Because you are speaking in front of people every single day, if you're, let's say you're a butcher, a customer comes in or five customer comes in, you're speaking in front of them, you're talking in front of them. So it's no different between you serving one customer and you just speaking about what you do and the quality of what you do to a group of 10, 15, 20, or 50. There's no difference there other than more eyeballs and bodies. And so it really, ha- it really comes down to a question. Do you want the business to survive? So I love that lesson. The next question yeah. I have for you is, cause you've had quite a um, illustrious, diverse, Journey much like myself. I've, I've, people are always yes. surprised at how many industries that I've seen, maybe not quite as many as the famous Jay Abraham, but I'm actually quite up there, you know, in, yes. in, in my years. So you are also quite up there in your years, and the ability to cross pollinate and synthesize to not just think laterally, because that's 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 like thinking from one department to another, but to actually yeah. take something from one industry and adapt it for another industry that's where the most genius and what they call in the buzzword jargon that's where the step change comes from so what would you say is the accomplishment you're most proud of in business so far wow that's such a
1: great question um (laughs) you know it's i think the thing that i'm most proud of in business and this is not an episode or an event it's An ability that I'm most proud of and that is very much what you're talking about about to harmonize the experiences of the past and be able to bring value with them in the present in order to create a more dynamic future so you know one of the things that I go back to is the clothing industry I started uh, when i was 22 years old with a company called club monaco which is now owned by ralph Lauren, it was a canadian company uh, originated by alfred sung a canadian designer and um, i will re- i remember that some of the basic core aspects of sales and selling were learned in that experience as a uh, manager of one of these stores and I helped them build five locations across, uh, Western Canada while I was there in my early twenties. And, but some of those key factors and I, and a thing that I really appreciate is that till this day, some of those basics have stuck as simple as they may have seem such as, you know what, um, continue offering things of value. Like they came in for a pair of pants, right? continue to offer something of value that they actually can have an outfit. So what's the shirt like? What about the socks would go great with this, right? And it's a constant intention of serving them at the highest level. So I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud about is that the things that I learned in my early 20s in the in regards to what I do now, helping expand revenue, that those things have stuck and they're still true today as they were back then. And I think they're even more powerful now because I understand the simplicity, but the effectiveness of some of these simple principles uh, in regards to sales and and generating revenue.
0: Yeah, and do you know what? I'm actually really glad you brought that up because the simplicity I find is often where the effectiveness lies. Absolutely agree with you 100%. And I've said to other people, that actually the simplicity is powerful the complexity is tended just to hide things it just hide things and obfuscates what's really going on the simplicity is where the power is but i think what you just said is actually even more apropos because what you just said is that the simplicity is the effectiveness and so rather than talk about yeah. powerful, now we're talking about effectiveness. And what does that mean? That means achieving the result that you want. You say, you say, you claim you want X result. So let's take a look at what is the simplest route to get there. And if it's too complex, number one, you ain't gonna do it, you might procrastinate. But number two, why is it so complex? When yes. you can actually get there quicker, faster, and more prosperously, with the simplicity of it. So I'm glad you brought that up. So the next question I have for you is, how sure. did having a core strategy play into achieving that accomplishment? Oh yeah, because you know what?
1: As I went through different industries, what I found is that there was, I, I had to eventually, initially it was just through, I guess I should do it like this, right? And as I got more and more aware of myself, my abilities and potentials, I started to systemize things, started to put them into kind of a system that just made sense to me. And uh, it's like when I worked, um, I ran for a period of time an Anthony Robbins um, Center, right, Tony Robbins Center in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, me, imagine this, two Jamaicans running a personal development organization. It was myself and my buddy David Chang, Chinese Jamaican, right? And um, we had a a concept that we actually developed, right? And it became a core concept, which is actually looking, finding out what people really need and want, right? And, And really just trying to answer that through our actions and behaviors. And that became a core principle. It's like a buddy of mine here always. He he now uses the language of saying, you know, you know, like how you actually need to find out what's the need and want of somebody, right? <laughs> and uh, he talks about that. It's always when he's talking in reference to me. But that became a core strategy because if I can actually find out, help somebody discover what it is that they want, um, and they can I can help them like express it, then I. I find that I become even more valuable in that person's world. And so that's a core strategy, finding out what people need and want, and then, and and actually even the process of helping them get clear on those things.
0: Uh, Yeah, again, I'm really glad you said that because one of the big mistakes that I notice in, in business is that people have a great idea, but nobody wants it, nobody needs it. Yeah. And it's like, Right, okay, so who are you gonna sell it to? And actually, the, the truth is, is you could fulfill a want that's actually pretty harmful to people and make a ton of cash. Now, that's not my preference. I don't want to open up, I won't get political or, or controversial, but I, I personally will not open up like a strip club or you know something like, or even a nightclub, because A, I'm not into that. B, I got morality issues with it. But right. you could still make a ton of cash doing that because you're fulfilling the want or the need, Um, and so I think that's really important, especially for us business people, to really focus on fulfilling those needs and those wants. I noticed that uh, one of my former colleagues, Cindy Perez, is watching. Salut Cindy, Uh, j'espère que vous allez bien. (laughs) We used to work together, and so it's lovely that she's watching. I think she still is perhaps in the tourism industry, so there is a lot to learn from Joffrey uh, because of the influence that he has in that industry. So, Joffrey, uh, what are three to five key skills, moves, techniques that protect against failure? Teach us, Joffrey. Oh, great. Like, I'm going to speak specifically
1: in regards to the industry that I spent a good amount of time in, and that is uh, the travel and tourism industry. Um, The first thing is, is really what I call the mindset. Um, And mindset, I break it down into three parts the attitude uh, communication and transformation and if you look at the first letter of each of those words it spells the word act so in order to act one must lay in the proper mindset um, which consists of the attitude that the person predominantly holds right their willingness to communicate and their ability to transform not just themselves in the process but to transform their guests transform their clients their customers uh, through experiences Um, so those are three really foundational things because if you don't get those things in first the person doesn't really have a compass to operate from Mm. and then also in the and so we we do that in the uh, in the hotel industry by really helping each member of an organization starting from the uh, the owners the uh, operators Uh, the operations team in getting clear on what is the best attitude to maintain in order to maximize on profit, maximize on creating experiences of value. So, you know, I'm going to stop you right there
0: because um, I wanted to say that I I remember, and and Cindy might remember this from from our time at Disney together, Disneyland together, that we teach uh, or we taught a model called the service model. The service model was exactly those Behaviors to model at Disneyland. So it, each letter was an acronym. It's sort of smile, eye contact, yes. respect and yes. welcome, value the magic, in uh, initiate guest contact. That meant don't passively wait for them to come to you, you go seek yes. them out, create service solutions. Don't always wait for the manager, or whatever. You create the service solution and end with a thank you. And so we—that that is a behavioral model, but an acronym a my, you know that you could remember easily that affected those actions. And hopefully, and people would always ask me, okay, I don't want to have this fake plastic smile, right? And I'd be like, no, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to artificially smile and make guy contact. I'm Correct. asking you yeah. to find something to smile about. And for my cynical friends, I told them, go ahead and pick something funny looking about the guest and that makes you laugh and smile. I don't care what it is, just don't be a fake about it. Find something that makes you smile, whether it's a memory or whether it's hopefully in present time. And so that's exactly kind of what you're saying, but you're obviously teaching it from a a senior level to just simply here's a little behavior model that we use in this one company, because this is something that could work for every company.
1: Yeah. And you know what, Justin, I'll tell you something that
0: one of the things we get
1: thousands and thousands of surveys that come back. Right. Right. Our experiences that we create and and the thing that is a consistency, and this is a theme of mine is getting people excited about themselves so how do you do that right how do you do that at an all-inclusive resort where tipping is not allowed how do you get people to get excited about themselves and deliver the highest quality service possible right you've got to get them excited about their potentials their possibilities and most people have put those away swept them under the carpet somewhere sometime in the past right and one of the things that we do that is so successful Is that we get them to pull those things back out blow off the dust on them and polish them up to the point where they realize that this is their underlying purpose and then we help them to harmonize that purpose with the work and service and even sales that they're developing in the organization those are transferable across any industry Hmm. but in the service industry in the hospitality industry it's it's vital and so people are operating from a personal Purpose, you know and and that's a differentiating factor to 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 what we've been doing
0: wow yeah i mean that's incredible uh because i'm i'm going to appear with uh mark joyner in one of his private mentoring groups because he he asked me some and you know mark joyner right i mean yeah many of you might not know who he is but he is like the legend of internet marketing you know he's this this guy invented the tracking pixel he's evil genius or just (laughs) the thing is is that you know the the reason I'm coming on there is because he said one thing that he learned from the his time in the military and that is if basic training hasn't changed you then nothing will because you can't change someone you just need to fire someone that has care questionable character or honesty issues and I said to him actually no I've actually successfully changed you know I had a a couple like liars working for me. And I was like, I got them to show up and, 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 and basically throw away the fake doctor's note that they were going to skip out of work on. And so he wanted to find out, well, how did you manage to do that? One of the reasons I did that is because I had no choice, because at that particular workplace, uh, it, it's not easy to fire them. In some countries, it is. In some countries, you're you're looking at it's almost impossible to fire people. So I had to work with them. And so that necessity there, that necessity drove me to figure out what to do. And a lot of what I did was exactly what you're talking about. A lot of what I did was to work with their personal self-interest and try to figure out how a Machiavellian type of person might still perform service for another person, even though inside they're not doing it because they love them. They're doing it because there's something in it for them. But figuring all of that out was a real important thing. And it, I, I love that you know we're like on the same page with that. <laughs> I mean that's just, that's just like the coolest thing. So um, so how about this? So how has leveraging proven strategies affected your earning capacity? like you personally?
1: Oh well, this is actually what's great. Like, you know, um, the core strategies. Like, the original program. Actually, I'll show you this. I don't know if it can come yeah. across. Oh wow, here. that looks amazing. Yeah, this is the this is the mindset, mission, and moves of luxury travel professionals. And this was speaking of necessity. Yeah, there you go. You got your purple going on there. There's a whole story with me and purple too. That's why I I allowed you to wear purple today, right? I'll give you the limelight of purple. <laughs> But, um, you know, this program, right, our signature programs, um, adopt, um, you know, mindset, right? As I mentioned earlier, mission, now you're operating with a purpose. And then from there come all the strategies, techniques, and all that kind of stuff through the moves that you make. And, um, you know, how I've leveraged that, I mean, the whole creation of that, was for me reverse engineering what made me successful when I was working in the cruise line industry as initially a fine art auctioneer and for seven years representing the largest privately owned uh, art gallery in America Park West gallery and then um, one of uh, 200 people on the planet that did that and um, and then as a shopping guide where I uh, basically influenced people to invest in diamonds, gemstones, and fine watches, and became one of the top producers in both of those very odd and unique industries, and also in that capacity. So I literally reverse engineered what I did, and I realized I operated from a particular mindset, particular point of view about my responsibility, as well as how I can provide service. I had operated from a mission, mission was really to become the only logical choice for the greatest experience on a vacation, right, that they'll create memories of a lifetime. And then thirdly, um, the moves, I realized there were certain things in a particular order and sequence that when done, were 100% effective. And so I went from not even knowing uh, how to do how to do an auction, all I knew is from watching the TV. Uh, a movie right to between those two aspects over um, uh, just short of a nine year period in the in that industry selling close to 32 million us dollars in luxury goods and so and the great thing is it was commission right so wow (laughs) always good right and um, you know so so what I ended up doing is, is following those three things, which ironically, as I was asked to produce something for Sandals Resorts International when I came to move back to Jamaica, it became known as the M3, but that's mindset, mission and moves. So those three things have been a core in my ability to transfer my skills and my abilities to others and generate revenue over that time
0: that's really really cool by the way that i mean i anyone will say wow when you hear commissions and the level of things that you were working on and luxury everybody like fantasizes about everybody luxury these the days. Stuff, but right? this is yeah. all super transferable to no matter what it is that you're doing even if you're running even if you're employed and you're running your own household because you can motivate people should get a copy of your book because How do I motivate myself? People uh, asked a question on LinkedIn today. Yeah. Um, You know, how can I get more visibility at work? Okay. So you can hire an executive coach like the great, legendary Audra Christie, right? And she can one on one coach you to really get that visibility or, or watch the interview I did with her. But the other thing you can do is, you know, get a copy of your book, read the book, and figure out the 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 M3 system, the mindset, the mission, the move. How do you motivate yourself to do such a fabulous job, such an amazing piece of work that you become the only logical choice for promotion because Absolutely. nobody else can do what it is that you do, or you make yourself so indispensable that when it comes time to furlough or hire or you know or firings you're the last person they think about because the business might not survive without you so literally that is an amazing uh you know an amazing thing that you just shared so thank you for sharing that so i'm going to ask you the next question which is that uh, what was the best strategy that you ever learned and what impact did that have on your business oh wow got some great questions um (laughs) (laughs) Give me that one again, please. No problem. So that that question was, what was the best strategy that you ever learned? From someone else, obviously. And what impact did it have on your business? Oh my gosh. You know what? The first thing I thought of, first thing I thought
1: of, um, I got to take you all, all your listeners and yourself to St. Lucia. And in St. Lucia, I was... Um, taking the, the entire team there at the Sandals Grand uh, St. Lucian Hotel through the M3 process. And a lady I ran into, I ran into this lady and uh, I took the concept of, um, of giving her what's called an effective compliment. And it's something that I had learned many, many years ago. The first time I heard of it was through uh, Tony Robbins, was the first time I heard of it. And then I heard it through many others since then. Um, But what was really cool was the fact that um, it just naturally came out. And I I stopped this lady and said, do you mind if I compliment you on something? And she says, no, not at all. And now she was dressed in black and white and um, with uh, what her hair was like salt and pepper, you know, black and white hair. And, um, and I said to her, uh, you know, I just love how you've put yourself together, the, you know, the design and everything like that, you know, how you're wearing your clothes and, and it going with your hair and all this kind of stuff, right? And I said, and by the way, you know, I love that. And the reason why I love it is because it tells me that you love taking care of yourself. And I'm curious, what is it that causes you to be so... Um, uh, So caring of yourself and how you put yourself together. Well, this woman stopped. She literally took her hand and put it to her heart like this and looked at me with this look like, where did you come from, right? And she said, I'm an interior designer. And what I realized is that I had given her probably the greatest personal, yet also professional compliment that she literally embodied what her creativity is. And, you know, I said, that's fantastic. I can imagine the places that you do, that you design are beautiful, you know? And I said, well, have a great time. And I started walking away. This was the woman. She was like looking for me, you know? Every time I ran into her during you. This woman sought me out to wave and say hi. Here's the lesson that I learned. and this is why this is a core foundational strategy as, as simple, and in some people's cases they might think as juveniles, as it might seem. Giving an effective compliment is all about making someone feel great about themselves. And the foundational strategy and concept that I operate on is that everyone is starving for acknowledgement. And when you realize that, right, and realize all the obstacles to someone feeling great about themselves, then you can make the decision to be that catalyst that does evoke that feeling of pride and respect and honoring yourself, right? And so this is a foundational thing, giving effective compliments. It's never left me. And um, when I share that strategy with people, it literally has changed people's lives.
0: Do you know, that's an interesting point that you bring there because um, it's something that I've always done. I've always loved to be very genuine and recognize beauty or recognize competence or recognize anything that I see before me that I admire. And it's it's for me it's an admiration thing and and it's very, it's always genuine I never like BS someone like I won't tell you you look great if I think you look like shit it it's just right. it's not gonna happen um, and so but there's another thing and that is the intention behind it so what you're saying is that make someone feel better about themselves now if the intention behind it is to use someone or get something out of it. Then it becomes just like superficial flattery, you know. If, yes. if you come on here and I say, "Joffrey, that's a great shirt," and and it's and it's not a genuine compliment. It's not it's not coming from a good place. It's coming from a place because like I want your money or whatever. Then it just becomes really superficial flattery, and that. Is when it backfires because if you do that it's
1: it's interesting you you mentioned this about flattery because i define i give some history on flattery flattery that term and the whole existence of it comes back from the days of uh, the royalty right and and uh, times of royalty they had people and in order for these people to sustain their um, position at court right they flowered the the royalty with compliments etc etc right sweet endearments and things like that that had no real core behind it which they flattered them right and um, and this one of the things that's that is so um, empowering about when you actually even ask the question or answer the question why do I find that valuable or why do I appreciate that thing and you tell them that if you don't do that to someone you're comment could come across as flattery and uh you know people are so used to having somebody flippantly just say something whether positive or negative to them with no reason why
0: and um, and what's remarkable about what you're saying there is that this is not just a social technique that you use like to get the girl or whatever what we're talking about here is something to use at work in customer service if you're an employee in a meeting it really is a tool that you're teaching in your book and in your methods, how to leverage professionally, but how to do it with class and dignity so that it doesn't become flattery, as in, and I didn't know that about the courts flattery, as in, I'm just trying to, like, you know, uh, appease the king or queen or whatever, right, or tell him or her how job. beauty their beauty, uh, or, or prevent myself from, like, being beheaded. But you're saying this is how to do it in a genuine, authentic, dignified, classy way, but. As a very important and vital tool for business, that you can't do it. Um, oh. I noticed that Will Ingleby is tuning in. He's a business leader in our community here where I reside around these, these counties in this region in a different industry than tourism, but I, I'm sure he'd be very interested and I'm sure he would agree with the you know flattery issue and the intentions behind it. So I'm, I'm really glad that uh, he's, he's actually tuning in. So I've got uh, another question for you then, because that is a great strategy actually that I, I think is, is awesome. But what single strategy are you best known for?
1: Wow. Well, you know what? I think I'll be repeating myself because it is this aspect about getting people excited about themselves. Um, you know, because let me tell you, since I was a child, OK, um, I didn't know how to put it into words at that time. But I had that sensibility about myself is to have get people excited about themselves, their potential, their ability their, I, I, People sometimes look at me as a great cheerleader. Right. But I'm not like pom poms cheerleading. I'm actually taking the time to observe. And this is the distinction. Think of any industry. And, and, you know, think of the travel and tourism industry. If you can actually shift the behavior of people to the point where they can choose to observe what actually is right there and to appreciate it. Right. And then speak on it from that level of appreciation. It's a direct transference of of, um, acknowledgement and it gets a person that's receiving it to feel better about themselves and what, how they're valuable, right? And so I'm definitely, that's one of the things definitely I am known for is, and that strategy is to actually do things, say things that get people to feel stronger, more empowered, and mainly because they're excited about themselves and their potential.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love that because I think the key is there, you know, you've got some observation there. It's not just uh, a superficial thing. You're, you're observing someone, you're, you're thinking deeply, and it becomes thoughtful. It doesn't just become a superficial, you know, narcissistic mechanism or Machiavellian mechanism. It becomes a thoughtful thing that you're doing that you would do regardless of whether the context oh, yeah. is business or whether you're just meeting someone out in, in friendship. This is just a natural, it becomes a natural way of being and helps in all aspects and facets yeah. of life, uh, which, which I think is fantastic. So um, so Joffrey, what is the best number one strategy you're implementing in 2020? Okay. It's totally
1: all about marketing your message. Getting your message, That's what, that's what I'm focusing on this year is getting really being able to discover the message that I want to convey that's connected to the value that I know I can bring, designing the ways and means of doing so, right, like a strategic plan of doing so, and then deploying it almost in a military sense where there's a consistency of action in the, the utilization of resources. Because the more that we do that in this year, especially how a lot of people have lost some momentum in this front part of the year, right? I think when you discover your clear message, you design a way to actually get it out there, and then you start deploying it, utilizing all resources you have access to, um, you're going to be able to help more people and you're going to be able to make up on any lost ground that some people may have uh, had happen in the front part of this year. So that's our focus. It's kind of the 3D approach, as I call it, you know? It's uh, that 3D approach uh, this year to give the future a way better light and um, and the realizations come out the end of it.
0: You know, that's I'm glad you said that because um, I just last night uh, wrote my uh, chairman's report for um, a, a small nonprofit organization where I'm chairman of the board of trustees. And honestly, one of the things I'm extremely proud of Uh, is that so many people are struggling, and I get it, it's struggling, tough times, tough times. But we managed, and especially in the nonprofit industry, so get this, fundraising, everybody's like complaining, there's no funding. In the first six weeks of 2020, we secured more funding than all of 2019. Unbelievable, yeah. How did we do that? exactly what you're talking about there that strategic mindset and outlook of what to do is the secret sauce that i kept drumming into our chief executive because that's kind of why i'm here i'm you know bounce some ideas off me and give a little bit of strategic direction and then yep. of course oversight and governance and all that other fancy stuff but we're 100 compliant so all good there but exactly. the point is is that it's like that's what we did that was where i kept pushing the team to go in that direction and do you know what it worked by doing that by reframing the website by uh, we are we just now during like this is is as bad as it gets right now right now we just secured even more funding to do more good in the world in the community to to help even more service users and how did we do that not by begging but by making sure that we evidence and that we have the value the service the, the the what the needs are being met in present time of the people that we're doing so that is a remarkable Absolutely. thing that you just said and I'm very grateful for it so joffrey let's um let's let, let me just really quickly say that in my notes i today you taught us so much more than i was hoping cuz we went over your proprietary m3 system uh, we le- went over the A-C-T, the act, how do you act at work to get the maximum leverage? We also talked about techniques and tips about compliments and strategies around that, where it becomes not just a superficial thing you do to pick up girls, but something that you can use professionally, in work, in business, to get you ahead, and to get you prospering, and to get those revenues and profits where you want them to be, where they should be. And of course, you talked about observe, appreciate and acknowledge. And that to me is also extremely powerful because without observation, I mean, do you know what? I mean, I hate it when I when when, when somebody says to me, you know, and I've t- I said this to Jill Kirsch as well, the guru of Hugh that I interviewed, because sometimes it's yes. down to the color shirt you're wearing. But sometimes people say, oh, you're looking tight. You're not looking well today. Are you unwell? And I'm like, no, I feel great. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? It's just just almost like I want to give that, you know, passive aggressive response because that's where I feel that communication is coming from. It's coming from a very non-observing thing where, yeah, perhaps I was wearing the wrong color. And so I look a little peaked, but I was feeling great. And if they were observing my behavior, my tonality and all that, they would know that I'm feeling great and I may be just wearing an ugly shirt. And so that observation is so... So, so key. So Joffrey, how do we learn more about your proven process? I think the fastest and simplest
1: way would be to go to, when you go to Facebook, just type in the search, three words, hotel, sales, institute, plain and simple. Then my group will come up there and I have an interactive private group where we work with the decision makers in the tourism industry, um, maximize their profits. And um, now, whether you're in the tourism industry or not, one of the foundational things that you're going to uh, receive there, um, outside of a copy of my book, um, you know, if they actually answer our preliminary qualifying questions, um, they'll also receive a copy of my new book called Tourism Revenue Revelations. And in fact, in that book, um, I have the entire process of those comp, what I call the feel-good formula is in the book. So um, it's where a lot of people have had some very impactful experiences. And so I left that all in the book there as well. Um, But go to that that private group. There's gonna be lots that they can learn and lots that they can use in any industry, any industry. And uh, and I would love to see them there and, uh, and find out how I can be of service and how what we're providing can help them expand and become even more than they already are.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's amazing. So Hotel Sales Institute. So look, if if all you got out of this today was, you know, what you got out of it today and you learned a little bit of techniques, a little bit of tools to help you be more effective at work, to help you not put your foot in your mouth and look like some kind of cheap flatterer, but you can actually pay people genuine compliments, if if that's all you got out of today, then you're you're good. But I highly endorse and recommend Joffrey. What I didn't say at the beginning is that I have personally known Joffrey for over 20 years. Yeah. We met right. in a different industry, in a different country, in California, when we were both actors. Correct. And I don't think you're concealing the fact that you were a artist, in you know, you were an actor. And 100%. so that's how we yeah. met originally. We both then had very multifarious careers over our lives, which has exposed us to so many different industries. And Joffrey today is somebody who has advised the top of the food chain in tourism, in travel. I mean, presidents, founders, owners, people in the fed, literally the top of the food chain. And here you have in front of you, the advisor, the consultant, whatever you wanna call him, who has helped those top of the food chain in those industries all over the world. It's not isolated to Jamaica. He just happens to be from and live in paradise. But this is a guy who is advised- <laughs> if you have a choice, world, why not, right? You know, exactly. That's why he doesn't sound like this, mon. And sorry, I just butchered the Jamaican accent. <laughs> anyway, give me a mango. The point is, is that you have just witnessed somebody who is a real thought leader, opinion leader, and influencer in the world of travel and tourism tipping off his secrets for success in advising his clients in also other industries from his long, long career. Because, like me, he's older than he looks. And so, uh, yeah, if I told you how old Joffrey is, you'd be like, What? You'd, you'd also want like health advice and longevity advice for him and like skincare and all that stuff. So, I'm not going to go there. But the point is, is really go to the hotel sales institute because you want absolutely want a copy of his book am i selling anything to you here no because it's not a book that costs money you get it for free so there's no kickbacks so there's no kickbacks coming to justin why am i doing this because i love joffrey i've known joffrey for 20 years or over 20 years I trust Joffrey. I actually know his sister now, and I trust and love her. Again, not in an inappropriate way. I do that because I have nothing but admiration, and my endorsement is absolutely genuine. Go to Hotel Sales Institute. If you can't spell it, then you probably shouldn't go there because we can't help you. (laughs) But it's it's Hotel, H-O-T-E-L, Sales, S-A-L-E-S, Institute Institute. I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E, Hotel Sales Institute, Facebook group, private VIP place, go there, join in, get the free books at the very least. Exactly. And who knows what'll happen if you stick around there because this is someone I've seen him interview. I've witnessed a lot of the great transformations in profits, in revenues that he has helped people to engineer and create, even during tough economic times. In the last 20 years, this isn't the first recession or economic challenge that we've had. It may be the worst. It may it may be remarkable because of pandemic. And if you're listening to this and we're out of it, awesome. In times of prosperity, this can only be 100% times more effective what i didn't say is that this gentleman and you guys will love this has also worked with i don't know if you want me to say this if you hate me i'm sorry he has also worked with grant cardone so if you want to leverage all of that power and all of that wisdom then you go to hotel sales institute right now or well, no, in, in a couple minutes when we end off this podcast don't leave now <laughs> just <laughs> wait a few minutes go to hotel sales institute Ask to join, and I'm sure Joffrey would love to have you there and to share his life's work with you. So, Joffrey, thank you so much for being here. I love you, man, and I cannot wait to uh, speak with you again. It's always a joy. Thank you, Joffrey.
1: I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you so much for your acknowledgments as well and your compliments, and uh, love you too. So glad to see your great success as well, and uh, just a privilege to be on your show today. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. So guys, uh, this is Justin signing off for Justin Answer, the podcast. And if you're watching live, thank you so much. Kisses and hugs to you. And I cannot wait to see you face to face, shake your hand, give you a hug, all of that once we are once again permitted to do that. And if we never meet, well, that's okay too. I still love you. Bye for now.